This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In... This issue, the monkey is back. The things in the swamp, the planet is Lazarus, all that. And Teflon Punk, gonna give it to you. Don't believe us? Just watch. February dawns, but we at Major Spoilers never despair in the face of cold gray bucket of suck. So bask in the warmth of our homes and hearths as we talk the pop culture of the day. Because the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 1014 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. So glad to have you with us this week. It's awesome to have you here. It's awesome to have Rodrigo here and Matthew here. And also, uh, well, we've got uh, some trades to, to talk about later. But first, let's do some news. So, you guys, I don't know if you know, but there was a cartoon featuring the hit monkey. Uh, Marvel's Hit Monkey has been renewed for a second season on Hulu. And this is interesting. Um, Marvel animated series that debuted in November of 2021 follows the Japanese monkey. He's a Japanese snow monkey who teams with the ghost of an American assassin named Bryce to get revenge on the Yakuza who wronged them both. Season two is going to see them traveling to New York City. And I believe they're dropping the Marvel's branding from the title as well. Oh, <laughs> hit monkey. Of course is voiced by Fred Tatasiore, who also did uh, the Hulk, if I'm not mistaken, Jason Sudeikis voices Bryce and Olivia Munn is uh, Akiko Yokohama. So have you guys seen the hit monkey? I watched the first episode and didn't care for it. And so I stopped watching it. Uh, it is interesting that there were four proposed Marvel animated shows that were heading to Hulu. Uh, right. There was Modoc, which got right. canceled after the first season. There was right. a Howard the Duck that never got anywhere. And then yeah. I forget what the uh, was it. She-Hulk and Tigra, I believe. Oh, maybe that was it, what it was. Those that one never went anywhere. Hit Monkey is the only one that stuck around. And again, um, you know, nothing against all the, the creators and people who do it. Just I didn't care for it. So uh, I watched the first episode and never went back. Never even knew that Olivia Munn was in there. Or maybe I would have watched it a little bit longer. <laughs> Olivia Munn. This. Uh... The thing about Hitmonkey is uh, he debuted in like 2010 and Marvel was all in desperately trying to make fetch happen with Hitmonkey. And I think partly because, um, no, I was thinking it was uh, created by uh, at the editor in chief, Joe Quesada, but I don't know that he was, but they really, really pushed it and they pushed it really hard. And he got two solo minis and he got put in the Howling Commandos and they're just constantly handing me these things where it's like, ugh, you're going to love the hit monkey. You're going to love the hit monkey. And I didn't love the hit monkey. And they kept telling me that I should. And it just made me mad. So I didn't even want to watch hit monkey mm -hmm. when it came out because Marvel had just Gretchen wienered it right into the ground. So I don't know. It may, it, you know, it may taste like pumpkin pie, but I'm never going to know. 
Last week, we spoke in depth on the D.C. Studios news, and this week, the rumors are rolling out faster than Barry Allen on his way to save Central City. The biggest one uh, rumor to hit our desk is the rumor that James Mangold is in early talks to direct the Swamp Thing movie for D.C. Studios. Mangold is the person behind the Hugh Jackman Logan movie. He's also wrapping up work on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, The Swamp Thing movie promises to, quote, investigate the dark origins, quote, of the DC characters through the prism of horror, which I'm all for. But uh, nothing's been written. Nothing has been done. So for this rumor to jump out there and say James Mangold is in early talks, early talks just means that, you know, James Mangold sent a tweet to James Gunn and said, hey, this sounds really good. Uh, If there's time, maybe we should talk. And then the rumors fly. So I don't expect that if it's if it's true. Great. If he ends ends up directing and writing Swamp Thing, that could be really, really cool. But at this point, I think there's probably going to be a lot of hats in the ring for what has been announced. You care about this, uh, Rodrigo? Do you care if Mangold uh, directs this? Only interesting for you. Only in so far as I'm interested in a Swamp Thing project. So there you go. Like I, I like the I like the character. I want to see Swamp Thing in a movie. So if if you know somebody who is like you know somebody behind Logan, somebody who's got a name, uh, is behind the movie, then that you know pushes it into the the public I, a little I, bit more. I bet we will see how Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny does to see if uh, good, if good point. That, that that phone gets picked up and said, yeah, why don't you come in for a meeting? Mm-hmm. All right, Rodrigo, wrap us up this week. Okay. If you want to play a game that has magic in it, but isn't that game that is causing all the controversy, it could be anything, honestly, Uh, then you are in luck as The Witcher is now in Fortnite. Geralt of Rivia is an unlockable character in Chapter 4, Season 1 Battle Pass, and is available today and for the next several weeks. Uh, The first page of Quest is available now, with more unlocking on February 28th. Uh, Now you can... Uh, I haven't, I haven't really, I've, I've kind of like, they, they've, they had like a Fortnite kiosk, uh, at a mall one time and I kind of played it a little bit. Um, but no, I, I really haven't, haven't gotten into it, but I, I do keep track of who gets added to Fortnite, uh, because uh, obviously I've always wanted to see, uh, Ryu from Street Fighter, uh, blow up the witcher with a sniper rifle like with 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 ryu's signature sniper rifle (laughs) it is interesting they've had the marvel characters in there they've had batman and some of the dc characters in there Uh, of course they had a big thing with the infinity gauntlet way back in the day when that movie was coming out uh we know that there's another season of the witcher coming up um nothing Mm -hmm. in the works i mean nothing uh, you know no release date as of yet uh but the witcher has certainly moved to the forefront in the last couple of years and so it doesn't surprise me that they're creating a special, uh, you know, insert of uh, Geralt into the into the piece. So it could be interesting, although I have not seen my kids play Fortnite in a, a year or probably a year or two, to be honest. Uh, they've yeah, advanced my, to more uh, bloody killings of uh, people in games. One of my coworkers has a kid who was kid, just all about Fortnite a year ago, and now he's like, meh. Sure. Meh. You know. I mean that happens. Um, there are a lot of content creators that just play Fortnite. Mm-hmm. It's and, still a big game. Yeah, it's 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 still huge, and you know those communities continue to play Fortnite to mm-hmm. to be in on the discussion, definitely, right? And I'm sure there's lots of people who just enjoy playing Fortnite. Actually, my um, 
niece and nephew on my wife's side, um, like every once in a while, report having you know winning a battle royale or whatever. So they're yep. still doing, they're still playing it. Uh, when I uh, here are the best games to stream on Twitch today. So this is the uh, one of those uh, Twitch recommendation things. If you're looking for mm-hmm. a game, number one, League of Legends, Grand Theft Auto Five, Counter Strike Global Offensive, which is the one I think the boy is playing. Minecraft, Apex Legends, uh, Valorant, and then Fortnite, and then Dota 2. Those are your top games that uh, that these services Wait. are recommending that you play. Dota who? Dota 2. It's um, very similar to League of Legends, but the precursor to that. Hmm. With a lot it's of skins a, and a lot of other things, MOBA. you can do it. Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a MOBA. What do you think, dear listener? Are you playing Fortnite? Are you excited for The Witcher? Do you want to see uh, James Mangold direct uh, the Swamp Thing movie? Do you even care about Hitmonkey? Well, you can let your thoughts be read over on our Discord server. Did you know, dear listener, that you can join the Major Spoilers Discord server for free? You can! And we would love to see you join our growing community of awesome spoilerites over there. There is a link in the show notes. People are waiting anxiously to post gifts the moment you step into your first room let's do some reviews Rodrigo I want to jump ahead because this one is I saw the title of this and I was like what in the heck and heck is this game or what is this uh, this comic from Scout Comics Impossible Jones Impossible Team Up Holly Days right so Impossible Jones is the name of the comic and also the name of the main character Mm -hmm. Um, Impossible Jones has her own ongoing story this is like a marvel team-up right so it's like uh, if you were to 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 put in to change it to marvel characters for example it would be spider-man spidey team-up uh human torch number one right so holly Mm -hmm. days is a different character okay um so impossible jones is a thief that has sort of fallen into being thought of as a superhero by the people of uh, of the city that she lives in. Um, she has uh, stretch em up powers, uh, so her her hands are made out of plastic, like Mister Fantastic. Um, and uh, Holly Days is a uh, she's she's like explicitly a thief, um, but you know they're both like nice people. So uh, the uh, Impossible Team-Up Holidays number one is a story of Impossible Jones and Holidays really just hanging out at a bar for a while and all the stuff that happens uh, while they're there, which then kind of spirals out into uh, the larger story. Uh, This is the first Impossible Jones uh, stuff I have read. Um, It's fun. I was uh, I actually was having a lot of fun with it. Um it definitely is nice to see a comic that has that like like bad girl vibe but like a like a post like top cow bad girl vibe, you know, just like mm-hmm. um cool characters doing cool things uh that's not necessarily too exploitive looking. Um that's fun. Uh, the, the whole thing starts out by the characters hanging out or like a, like a superhero cosplay, like cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously somebody walks up to, 
to Impossible Jones and they're like, your costume is wrong. Um, so uh, that's a classic. Uh, also, uh, a character named Copper comes in and later on they find out that that I don't know if I, 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 I couldn't tell um, if she was like the actual character named Copper or she was cosplaying the character named Copper. Uh, but anyway, it turns out that cop the that person that was in the cosplay cafe as Copper is a police officer. So this uh, comic actually has a line like, "Oh wow, Copper was a copper." Nice. Um, so it's got that going for it, which is nice. Like I said, I had a lot of fun with it. I'm gonna give it four out of five slices of meatloaf. I really like the art. I like the character design. It has kind of like a, a like a Bruce Tim vibe. Um, like a little bit of like a Darwin Cook kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. It's it's fun. It's enjoyable. Yeah, very mm-hmm. cool. I will check that uh, check that out. That's out from Scout yeah. Comics next Scout week. Comics. Yeah, so we're ahead of we're ahead of the schedule uh, with Rodrigo yeah. as always. Uh, out on Wednesday from Boom Studios is the Horror Number One, a new miniseries from Justin Jordan and Brom Ravel. Uh, in 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 every small town, there is an urban legend, and in the town of Harrow, New York. There is the horrower. He's a boogeyman that comes out and uh, seeks vengeance against unrighteous people, people who are no good. And as this first issue progresses, there may be something a little bit more behind the horrower than an actual boogies man. It may be it may be a cult. It may be something else. It may be something that only the adults know about. But uh, some teenagers, as you always expect in in a kind of a slasher film kind of way, uh, teenagers are out on Halloween uh, when the horror is also out and uh, the parents are all at some secret meeting that they're supposed to go to. And so what's going to happen? We don't know, but there's definitely a lot of blood dismemberment and uh, entrails that show up in this comic. Um, I would say it's all tastefully done. The art is very good, but uh, the minute that you have someone uh, stapled to the wall and their guts are hanging out. Uh, you know, it's always going to be gross. Or if someone gets beheaded, it's always going to be gross. Uh, I would say the art, though, is is still very good. You've got your intestines uh, down very, very well. Uh, the writing for a first issue is very much, this is your opening act of your slasher film, where we meet all the kids, you meet the ones that are jerks, you meet the ones that are nice, you probably have, you probably point out who the final girl is in this, uh, and then uh, all heck breaks loose, and then you're going to have to come back next month for part two. I like this more than I thought, and I'm not a big, uh, I wouldn't say this is into gore porn, uh, but this is, this is definitely stronger than uh, Halloween, but probably not as bad as um, Freddy Krueger, but it falls into that, into that range. Um, And I'm not usually a fan of this, but this, I kind of, I kind of dug, I kind of see where they're going. I think I know, uh, who the horror is. I'm interested to see what happens next. So I'm on board for this, for this mini series. I think the writing is well done. The art is very good. Uh, and it is out on Wednesday from boom studios. I'm giving this four slices of meatloaf out of five. And if you want to pick this up for yourself in digital form, we have a link in the show notes where you can pick this up through our Amazon affiliate link. Uh, and it will help the show out because that's what an affiliate link does gives a little bit back to us, takes money right out of Jeff Bezos's pocket and puts it into our checking account with, you know, processing fees and all that stuff uh, taken right. out as well. So there you Bank go. Fees, water fees, water fees. Yeah. Bank. The horror from boom studios uh, coming out on Tuesday today. 
It's Lazarus Planet, next evolution number one from DC Comics. Lazarus Planet. As you may have noticed, Lazarus Planet clearly has something to do with the life and times of one Rachel Ghoul. Uh, now, this is very important, Stephen. It does feature a primary uh, central character, Rachel's grandson. Yeah, I know. Uh, Damien, Damien is the one that caused all this. It's all his yeah. fault. Bad things are happening. Um, but we blame you, Damien. I can't believe they're going to put you in a movie. You horrid little crap. <laughs> this particular issue, Next Evolution, is, oh, uh, gosh, what do you want? Out of it? It's a one shot, but it's something that DC has been doing for the last few years where instead of like, hey, here's the middle of the story and you get two panels of it's the Red Canary. They actually give the characters their own little uh, vignettes, a little short story, and then they make you pay $5.99 for a book that has four of them. So I hate it, um, but that, necess that doesn't necessarily mean anything about the book. I hate the publishing strategy of it because, again, if you are reading Lazarus Planet, you're probably going to be jumping back and forth, and you're reading that, and you're reading this. So in this issue, you see um, the Red Hood Jason Todd, also known as uh, the murdered Robin, back in a decent costume, finally, but he's still wielding the crossbow that killed him, so, okay. Um, and he runs into a group of metahumans who apparently call themselves the Vigil. Now, what are their names? I don't know. The story doesn't tell me. What do they do? Dunno. The story doesn't tell me. Where is the Vigil going to come up, and what's the significance going forward? doesn't tell you but it serves as a kind of a little trailer like the coca-cola movie before you go and see a film uh we get a story with flatline who is damien's girlfriend the former kid sidekick of lord Deathman, uh who has unexpected powers and she she does something here that i think is absolutely key to lazarus planet I don't want to spoil it. I really don't, because having read the first couple of Lazarus Planet things, it's the first question that I had about Lazarus Planet, and it's answered right here. We also get to meet uh, a character called Deadeye, who is not dead shot, nor is he Bloodsport, but who is a little of both, and who is also Amanda Waller's nephew. So I think it's an attempt to basically take uh, the Will Smith character that we saw in the first Suicide Squad film and sort of retrofit him into the DC universe in a new way. Uh, I'm reserving judgment, but as someone who really, really loved uh, Floyd Lawton in the old school Suicide Squad, I feel like this is less of a tribute and more of a, hey, that guy sucked, let's do it right this time kind of thing. So... I don't know. And of course, a story featuring the Red Canary, uh, a couple, I think it may have been two big event comics ago. Uh, the whole Justice League died. Did you guys hear? Whole Again? Justice League died. Only Black Adam survived. The fact that Black Adam was even on the Justice League, just anyway. Um, but while Black Canary was dead, a new hero calling herself Red Canary popped up and Red Canary wants to kind of homage and or, or honor the dead Black Canary who's no longer dead. So that's kind of cool. I really like 
the art in the Red Canary section. And it brings back Sideways. You may remember Sideways as uh, Dan DiDio writing Spider-Man for the DC Universe back in the days of the new age of DC heroes, colon, yeah. uh, movie film for theaters. And it makes me not hate Sideways, which is a rarity because, again, Sideways is a character who just screams out, the editor-in-chief made me and forced people to use me. But this is pretty solid. All in all, though, that last story being pretty solid and that first story having kind of interesting stuff going on and some pretty decent art all the way through does not change the fact that it's a $5 book with stories that might have been just as well told in a couple of panels of the main, you know, a, a main book. So, you know, if you, if you remember the original crisis on infinite earths or, you know, if you're young, you've read it, you know, that you'd see a moment where, Hey, something's going on in Brazil. Um, and it's this whole new thing with uh, the green flame and the Lieutenant Marvels. And that's what they're up to. There really wasn't a whole lot of point to turning that into a four issue miniseries by itself. And so two slices of meatloaf for Lazarus planet, next evolution. It's got some good stuff in it, but it also feels like, you know, the kind of annuals that Steven bought when we were kids with a lot of reprints and Hey, here's a promising new artist who in a couple of years is going to have everything solid. And so. his name was Grant Morrison. And uh, uh, what was it? Hitman? Hitman became a thing. Hitman was not written by Grant Morrison. Hitman know. was written by the other guy. Yeah. Animal Man was written by Grant Morrison. Yeah. See? Hitman was written by Garth Ennis. That's that's who it was. Anyway, there you go, dear listeners. You want some more reviews? Head over to our website, Majorspoilers.com. 